This is the final word daily. It's Australia. free. It's free. Oh this my is God. This podcast this is, free. is free. This podcast is free. That's outrageous. <laughs> We're giving it away. Australia versus the West Indies, the second day in Perth. You can see that behind us. So sort of off, if you're watching this on the video, you can see that there is the Perth Stadium. It's right here. That's where they were playing. If you look closely, uh, you can probably see the Bursey. Yeah, yeah. You probably see where you can lose all your money <laughs> and give it to someone way richer than you. It's a weird system. Nonetheless... Really uh, close. You see Sam Newman get kicked out of there in 1997. <laughs> if you look back through time far enough, if you, if you like the Hubble telescope, <laughs> if you're watching the light from really far away, <laughs> you can travel far enough away from Earth, you can then re-watch Sam Newman being kicked out in real time. That's how it works. Um, how this show works is that first we tell you about an entire day's test cricket, 90 overs traditionally, in 30 seconds or less. That's, what's that, three overs per second. Adam is going to do that job. Good luck. Okay, they resumed at two for 293. That was Smith and Labuschagne. They love batting together, those two. Labuschagne reached 204 on the stroke of lunch. He was out, caught behind to the bowling, the venomous bowling of Craig Brathwaite. Good take from Josh De Silva. They put on 251 at that stage. They were three for 402. Middle session, they put on 196. It was Smith and Travis Head. Maybe not quite that many. It was 196 it was, it was by exactly the time that, many, yeah. that, that, that they were out. That was Travis yeah. Head out for 99. But when they declared at 598 for four. Smith by that point reached an even 200 not out. His fourth double tonning test cricket. And the last couple of hours went pretty well for the Windies. Number 74, Chanderpool hooking his way to 47 not out after getting smashed in the nuts. Mm, good. That was good. I think that was about 30 seconds. Yeah. And it, it captured what we needed it to capture. Um, Steve Smith, third double hundred. Fourth. Are we going to say fourth? Because yeah, all the other two, three were 238 against England. here. 239 here. 215 at Lords. 211 at Manchester. 211 at Manchester. There we go. So and that's four. the first. Yeah, so I mean, I think that. I mean, I've been at all of them. Uh, I reckon that's the prettiest. Yeah. You know, like, uh, we, we, we rabbit on about the changing technique for Smith, as we should, because it is significant. But Simon Kadich made a really great point on our commentary today. Mm -hmm. You've been talking to Smith about it. And he made that change not for Test cricket. He made it because he wanted to get the T20 squad. Right. And it's just like, oh, it works for Test cricket too. Okay. Because it's to do with his hips. Yep. I mean, this is the technical stuff that I don't, don't quite lie. understand. They don't lie. And because he, he was... I'll get on for YouTube purposes or work because he was closed off more. He was struggling to get um, weight from his hips mm -hmm. through the offside. Mm -hmm. Now he's he's smothering the ball through the offside. Right. Um, and his hips and his hips are going. thrusting in the right direction. Duff man is thrusting in the direction <laughs> of the problem. Um, so that's the guts of it. And okay. thus he's able to play these cover drives to complement all of the flicks and clips mm -hmm. that we've become familiar with over the last several years. And yep. 29th Test Tun drawing level with Bradman only. Uh, Ponting Steve Waugh and mm -hmm. Matt Hayden ahead of him went beyond um, Michael Clark today as well who hit 28 and just having a chat to Bredo about it before like if he does what Tendulkar and Lara did yep. he'll get he'll, he'll catch up with Tendulkar because this is when they went on a crazy run when they were about 32-33 for the last sort of catch four years. Catch up with Tendulkar? I say, I've been seeing people saying will he catch Ponting but you're saying he'll catch <laughs> Well only on the basis that if you if you give him a really productive four or five years at this juncture of his career. Sure. Of course, he's not going to retire anytime soon. No. Then he probably will go at a similar clip to what he has before. I mean, it might be a little bit far-fetched to reach Tendulkar, but certainly Ponting, he'll mm -hmm. be in the crosshairs now. Mm -hmm. Okay, all right. Well, including this <coughs> test 15 by the time you reach August next year. Yep. So that's a, assuming that Australia make the World Test Championship final, which they basically have, which they unless will. they... Yep stuff up magnificently from here. So that's a lot of test cricket. I mean, if that gets him another, I don't know, 600s in those 15 tests, then he's at 35 at that point and within distance over, over the yep. next few years that it, he'll presumably play on, even though they won't be playing as much test cricket. It's possible, it's possible. I find it really interesting, and I, and I led my, my column with this today, that 
on a day when Marnus Labuschagne makes a double hundred, the story is still Steve Smith. Um, and I don't think Marnus would mind. I think Marnus is the biggest Smith fanboy in the world and thus would be quite honoured in a way to be eclipsed by Steve Smith and not have to worry about it. But How about Labuschagne's response when getting out for 204? Furious. I mean, he, he yeah, would have yeah. belted someone, probably yeah. would have belted Steve Smith, yeah. um, had the opportunity presented. Because, yep. I mean, I get it, right? Brathwaite slinging it, probably chucking it around the wicket. Um, you know, there, there, is, there is nothing in that. He's just lobbing it down there, but a bit mm-hmm. of extra pace compared to the, uh, well, well, what do we call yeah. Roston Chase these days? Ross, he just bowls right arm slow, right? Roston, I, I, call him, I call him run chase because yeah. I think that's still everybody does. Um, just, and, and yeah, he just went back and feathered one through. Yeah. Ball, two balls after reaching 200. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he, he was... He and was, just before lunch. So last over before it lunch. It became the last ball uh, before yeah. And as he's walked, it took him until about, let's say, 15 metres before the rope to realise, mm. fuck, I'm just going to double turn. I probably should yeah. acknowledge all four points of the crowd uh-huh. and, and, and take my curtain yes. call. Instead of just having a sulk because I got out. Um, yeah, look, part of his charm. I part of his charm. So he added what exactly 50 runs today, resumed on 154. Yep. Um, had a couple of dicey moments. There's that pull shot off Kyle Mayers that yep. he bottom edges just past his stumps. He nicks one from Holder through the slips. Um, didn't really hit it. There was that one decent uh, boundary that he hit off either Seals or Joseph, one of the quicker bowlers. I can't remember which one it was. But, you know, it was Joseph, I think, got on, got on top of it and punched it away. But other than that, just kind of collected runs, just yeah. did the sensible sort of thing at that point. Makes the double. That's his second. I mean, he's got the most runs at this Perth Stadium by a mile. They've only played three test matches here overall, but he's played in two of them and made a, a bunch of runs. He's got that double the 215 that he made to match up with Steve Smith and Justin Langer. They've all got 215s, isn't that nice? Um, yeah, he made that at Sydney. He made, the, yeah. Yeah, he made um, 143 and 50 here, so you, yes. you have extraordinary numbers here now. Yeah, yeah, so by, by far the, the clubhouse leader. Uh, Kawaja was second, but Smith would have gone past him with the double today. And then, yeah, it was really like the Smith going up the gears kind of show, which I liked. It wasn't just Smith grinded out because, like we've said with the technique thing, for, for about five years it was just walk across to off stump and shovel the ball to leg and I have such freakish hand-eye coordination that you will never hit me on the pad. Yeah. And now he's like, I can actually score on the offside and that's also allowed. He was driving through mid-off, he was going through cover like, much more often than he normally would, he was playing the cut shot to the... I'm going to say spinners in inverted commas, who bowled way too much. I mean, the West Indies had given up by the second session. Uh, Brathwaite and Chase bowled 17 <laughs> overs in the second session. Brathwaite should stay here, take a trip to the University yeah. of Western Australia. <laughs> Wait might be saying that, I'm sure. Um, Nonetheless, if you're, you know, I mean, yes, he picked just up a couple of wickets. Just for a quick consultation. But if you're, if you're least effective bowler, um, you know, on, at least certainly on paper is doing the bulk of the bowling, then you have a problem, which is that they were just like, oh, you know what, let them get to whatever they want to declare on and let us be done with this well, shit show. In that middle session, so Head, we didn't mention Head, made 99 from 95 balls. Well, because he just did Travis Head things. He just came out and played like Travis Head, which was, I'm going to cosh anything that's nice and full. If it's short, I'm going to slash it away. And they kept bowling outside his leg stump, and he was like, thank you, 4-3 yeah. fine leg, 4-3 fine leg. So I, I like, thought he, was, he was the man for the occasion, come in and bosh it, that's his job. Yeah, it comes, um, in, it comes in when there's 402 runs on the board, and they are knackered. But yeah. the fields they set to him, within like two minutes of his arrival in that middle session, there are five back. It's mm. one. It's T20 field. The way I was calling it on radio, was I was like, wait, there's the gap at cover. In the same way you would call on T20, Three out on the leg side, two mm-hmm. out on the offside, the gaps sure. to cover that. We were, we were doing yeah. it that way, which yeah. is preposterous in the fifth session of a test match, mm-hmm. but so it was. And it meant that um, Smith and Head, but it had the intensity of the middle overs of a one-dayer. Not even that, barely even that. So they were able to punch down the ground, walk singles. It was just the most straightforward mm-hmm. collection of runs you're ever going to see. In that middle session, they made 166 runs at pretty much a run of ball. Yeah. They added 30 more after the tea break before 
um, before Head was out um, chopping yeah. on on 99 and, and that was that. But for Head, I, I thought it was the right thing not to declare. I mean, I, I know on telly as usual, there was a push for a declaration. There was a bit less, of that on... less so without Shane Warne's voice in the mix. <laughs> no, they I... should have declared in, you know, yesterday, <laughs> yesterday, at about the end of the second session. Again, part of his charm. But, yeah. but the, I think the, um, the view I always take with these things is that, well, look, bigger picture, if Head advances to three figures, and yeah. even though he didn't, he averaged 15 across five test matches through, mm -hmm. uh, through Asia in the winter. Five tests for 91 runs, a higher score of 26. I'm not saying he's going to get dropped. Of course he's not going to get dropped in Australia. But just to start the season with a, with a, with a good score behind mm -hmm. you, that does you no end of good yep. when it's going to get harder against South Africa. And the yep. same applied for Steve Smith giving him the chance to reach that milestone oh, as well. We not? know how much he covets those types of things. It all made sense to me. There was no need to declare. There was, there was a, a <coughs> perfect... Uh, <coughs> ample opportunity to do whatever they wanted. They could have batted for another day if they wanted, really, sure. and let them go on to whatever it was. And the so only reason they might want to end the game in four days, like, let's just play okay. this out. All right. They might want to end it in four days Bill because... style. To play us out? What does that mean? <laughs> if they win in the fourth day, they can have a massive night out in Perth yeah. with the Socceroos starting at 3am WA time okay. on at the end of the Saturday night. So they okay. have a big night mm -hmm. and it makes sure they're where they need to be at three, in between three and five. Watch the World yep. Game Roos up against the Argies in the, in, the, uh, in, in the Battle of 1993 all over again. I'm still filthy about that fucking deflection in Buenos Aires and, um, and uh, how good was Matthew oh, Lecky's People goal. used to ask me about that all the time. I used to live <laughs> in Argentina if people don't know this. And like a disproportionate number of Argentinians would be like, Australia, and they'd be like, oh, 1993, Maradona. I'd be like, yes, yes, 1993, Maradona. Yes, we have kangaroos, you know. No, I don't go surfing, you know. But it was, it was like in the top three topics, which was better than when they thought I was British and then the Falkland Islands slash Las Islas Malvinas was always topic number one at that point. And I was like, I'm not English, I'm not English. And they're like, you know, had this argument, with a, had this argument with a guy once who was like, he was like, yes, but you're practically English. And I'm like, that's like saying you're practically Spanish. And he was like, oh, you have a good point. I'm not Spanish. And I'm like, I'm not English. Right. You know, we settled things amicably in the end, but it was touch and go for a while. Nonetheless, um, I'm not sure where we've tangented off um, from this. I have no but, idea where we started. Matthew Leckie's finished. Matthew, Fuck me. Yeah, that was, that was something. What, what I enjoyed, though, was like the Calm Smith single for one to get the 200 and then Travis Head next ball chopping on. I mean, there was some humour in it as well, but also that he just tried to play a little shot when he'd been playing big shots much more convincingly. I was like, he should have just mashed that and he said he, he tried to nurdle it away. So Brathwaite gets a couple, Australia declare for heaps and then batted really well the West Indies because that was a point where they could have absolutely gone to pieces and instead they were like, okay, well, we've got the new guy in, in Sachinaran Chandapur who played really well against the PMs 11, basically picked up where he left off. It was testing, he had the LBW review from Stark early that was uh, smashing a lot of leg stump but not enough of leg stump to be overturned. Then he gets crashed in the Jats crackers by Josh Hazelwood, a real bad one like a five minutes on the floor trying to squeeze them back in to make sure that everything's where it should be kind of situation. Um, not actually funny but like intensely painful. And then he came back from that and goes you know what I'm going to hook Pat Cummins for six, then I'm going to play a couple of beautiful cut shots of Hazelwood, not even cuts but up on the toes punching through point. Even more, I mean I, th I think both of those, both feet were off the ground as contact was yeah, made yeah, yeah. in that, excuse the cliche, that flary Caribbean way because there was the gap at point and he yeah. wanted to find it so we had to lean yeah. back and get off the ground to make full contact. But he mostly wasn't flary, he was mostly no, very mostly pragmatic. Determined. But he, and, he gets the 47 down the other end, Brathwaite's, uh, I've got it written down, 18 from 79 rocks and, and, um, and Chanderpool 47. But I really enjoyed the way that he not only took on the short ball and was successful yes. in hitting that six, but he kept taking it on 
even when they drop the man back. <laughs> um, uh, echoes of 1975-76 over the road here at, um, at the Wacker with Roy Fredericks and the, mm. and the happy hookers. But I think that's okay. Right? He's a, not a young player. He's a bit 26. misunderstood in this. Like, oh, the young, plucky kid, Chanderpool. Mm. Um, take a look at his birth certificate. He's been around for a long time. He knows his game. And they did try and bounce him in the PM's 11 after reaching 100 yep. last week. And um, Ian Bishop was making that point on, on commentary that like, it makes sense that Australia were going that way. Mm. But also that if Chanderpool's playing as well as he is right now, why wouldn't he back his strength? So, yeah, play on it. And a couple of those on drives, it could have been his dad, right? I mean, oh, yeah. across the stumps, through the onside, yeah. but almost like he turned it into straight drives because oh. of the way he turns his whole body around. I mean, the opposite of what we were saying before yeah. with Steve Smith. And, and that, when it comes off, is so attractive with the full face of the bat. Talk about time travel stuff. You don't actually <coughs> need to travel away from the earth at the speed of light in order to watch Shiv Chanderpaul bat again because um, he's pretty much batting again right now. And, and um, you know, as has been pointed out by various sharp-eyed people online, there are players in this Australian team who played against Shiv and who are now playing True. against Tedge. Uh, final word, Hall of Fame, thanks to woodstockcricket.co.uk. Josh yep. Silva, the Woodstock representative uh, in this series. And boy, I love him through the stump, Mike, when uh -huh. I think it was Smith on 99, gibbering away. You know, t uh, put it this way, um, I love the way he goes about it and he's going to be an enjoyable part of the next two weeks in our lives, um, watching and documenting what mm -hmm. he's up to in Australia for the first time. 20% uh, off yeah. TFW20. If you want to get a really good cricket bat, 20% off TFW20 when you go to the Woodstock <laughs> website. You punch that in, the offer code, it still stands, it's still good, it's just a little airborne, it's still good. It's there, it's there. Uh, Chanda Balls. Good? Chanda Balls, um, yeah. This is the way he got hit so flush in the nuts and as, as, uh, as, as we were sort of going through on, on commentary. Legs in the air, having your legs pulled back and forth like this uh, is the new way to get okay. you. So he's bum, bum on the floor, bike. bum on the floor, okay. physio out there, yep. just <laughs> rotating the legs through. <laughs> what's, like, the, what's the thought? It's like one of those manual egg beaters, <laughs> you know, where you'd spin the wheel and then the things, does it make, does it make the nuts churn in, a, in well, a, the imagine, right direction? Can you imagine being in that boat where like, the physio's yeah. like, right, on your back, sunshine, I'm going to get your legs spooling. Mm. That'll fix your balls up. Mm. So um, I admired him coming back and uh, facing up. So I think it was Josh Hazelwood in the next I'm wondering if, it, if it's a clip to <coughs> the very outside edge, do they spin so much that you then need to be unwound? Is that how, like if you were picked up by the balls at that point, would the entire body <laughs> rotate as you tried to get back to a, a normal position? Can, I don't know. Can I offer an idea to you? Sure. Yeah. This is a forum for ideas. The final word is a forum for ideas. That's what we've always uh, said. Drop a comment in on YouTube if, or on Twitter if to the podcast replies if you see fit. You know how it's like 51% of the ball needs to be hitting the stump? Mm. That's because of the margin for error a bit, right? Yep. That is because we accept the fact that projections aren't perfect. And it's also because they're trying not to put umpires in the position where they have to gauge between one millimetre one way or the other. Yeah. So there needs to be a, a fat margin for error so that you're asking an umpire to do something realistic. Because if, yes. if one millimetre of the outside of the ball is clipping the stump and then you're saying the umpire's decision is wrong, it's going on their record as an incorrect decision and all the rest of it because they can't tell one mil from another, it's more like they've got to be able to tell half a ball width from another. Yeah, and, and I don't mind that as a starting point, but I ponder whether it should be like maybe quarter of the ball. Mm -hmm. Like, it just seems a bit odd the more we use DRS and the more they refine the ball tracking sure. technology that a ball can be smashing into yep. leg stump as it was today. That would have taken leg stump basically out of the ground yep. as to where it was hitting it. And yet it's given not out on that. I wonder whether that margin for error should be reduced from like sort of 50% maybe mm. to 20 or 25% because there's still 
a bit of fat there. Yeah. Um, you acknowledge that the technology or even a won't third, be even thirty three percent. Yeah. Know, even something. Uh, it, it just feels like one of those things that. Yeah. As we get further and further into the DRS story, that becomes harder and harder to justify. I, I've banged on about DRS a lot, but I'll reiterate the point that is that the margin for error is not because the ball tracking software needs that margin for error. That's no, for the umpire. It's, because, it's yeah. to, to give the umpires a fighting chance of making correct And decisions. I think originally it was to do with the ball tracking technology, wasn't to it? They wanted point. to give themselves to a little point. bit of latitude yeah. there, but either way. Uh, my last Hall of Fame is um, to myself, okay. um, having the foresight to have a two-hour disco nap last night before the football. Good. I slept from 8.30 to 10.30, and I was still there for national anthems at 10 to 11. Wow. Gotta right. love the Perth time zone. Messages, um, who lives in Perth, put this on Twitter. 20% of the world's population live in this time zone. Huh. It is glorious. Think about all the sporting events and when they start in Europe with the extra couple of hours or three hours mm. as it is during daylight savings. Mm -hmm. I, would, I'm a would, big fan. It would make People um, think I'm not a big fan of WA because of the Langer stuff. It's just not true. I love it here. It's great. And, and it would make, it would make uh, covering cricket in England a lot easier from yep. here as well. Can I throw in there um, England cricket as we're talking about it? What oh, are they yeah. on about 600 for number uh, by now? Where did they end what's up? the most number? Of, is it 588 runs in a test playing day? I think yeah, that's the record. Yeah, yeah. So we're, with so, about 120 overs. So in they the, were they were 200 odd for none the last time I looked. Let's um, have a look. Oh, oh, okay. They're just a just a lazy three, three for 377 in the 61st over. I assume they won't get all 90 in. <laughs> but if they did, now where are they up to? So Ollie Pope's 82 from 78. Harry Brooks going at a run a ball as well, and of course uh -huh. that follows yep. um, the Zach Crawley 122 from 111, and Ben Duckett back in the side, mm. 107 from 110. How about this? Will Jacks is playing as well, which I'm quite excited about. He's in for Ben Folks, who's probably um, shitting himself, judging mm. by the reports yesterday. Yeah, yeah literally, rather yeah. than yes. out of any sort of fear. Um, right, that's it for us. This has been the Final Word Daily. We do this every day that there is a test match. Why don't you sponsor it? If you like what we do, finalwordcricket at gmail.com. Send us a line. You can be part of this for the next two weeks, the whole yeah. summer for that matter. Go on then. Um, and aside from that, click play tomorrow, the next day, whenever there's a show. There's always a show. See you then. Good night.